His message is not about hot dog, but it's something to shout about. Amen. So um, let's start off with our nugget this morning. Avoid looking. Avoid looking. Avoid looking forward or backward. Avoid looking forward or backward. And here's the key. And try to keep looking upward. And try to keep looking upward. That's where everything is. Glory to God. Father, we're, we're praising you. We just give thanks, Lord, as we look to your word this morning, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that uh, our eyes of our understanding may be open, Father God, that as we receive, Father God, the word that you, you have given us, Father God, each and every one of us, Father God, will get a greater revelation how to implement these things into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, now, we've all heard the story about uh, uh, the individual at the beach looking at a sunset. And somebody's going to be looking at the beach at sunset pretty soon. They should have yelled, hot dog. <laughs> About the man that was looking at the sunset from the beach on a cliff. It's... If you ever, I think we've all seen beautiful sunsets. I mean, every, every one sunset is quite different and spectacular. God just takes his paintbrush and just, you know, paints that beautiful sunset. Um, when all of a sudden uh, the man realized, hey, it's getting dark. Um, so he started his way back from the cliff to go back to his home. And he slipped off the trail. Uh-oh. And as he was falling, he was grasping for anything. I mean, if you're falling, you're grasping, you know, you recognize before that there was a long drop. So he's grasping for anything, and all of a sudden he caught a bush. And he, and he couldn't feel anything. On, it was getting dark, and he couldn't see down, so he says, this is bad, this is bad news. <laughs> and so he started crying out, Anybody up there? Help! Anybody up there? Help! He did that for a long time. No sound. No help. Then he thought, well, oh God! Oh God! I need help! I need help! Oh God! Oh God! I need help! I need help! And all of a sudden he heard a voice. Let go of the bush. Oh God! Oh God! I need help. And the voice came back. Let go of the bush. He said, Is there anybody else up there? So oftentimes as Christians, uh, we tend to pick and choose when we will trust the Lord. Thank you for all the amens out there. So if you'll turn with me to the book of Proverbs, Chapter 3. That's the book of Proverbs, chapter 3. Is anybody up there? Proverbs, chapter 3. Hope you found it. We're going to go to uh, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Let's all say that. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. One more time. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Who are we to trust? With what? Trust the Lord with all our heart. That means there's no reservations. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. We trust in the Lord. That's what it's telling us here. But here's the situation we do. I trust you, but... I trust you when... Hello. I trust you when you do. Well, that's not trusting with all our heart. To trust 
with all our heart means to trust at all times, exclamation mark, period. Keep your marker right there. Because we're going to look at a, another scripture at this time. Go to, we're still in the Old Testament. I want you to find the book of Jeremiah. And we're going to go to the 17th chapter of Jeremiah. The 17th chapter has a lot of good things in it. That's Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah chapter 17, looking at verse 7, or beginning with verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. There we go. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. And whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out her root by the river and shall not see when the heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in that year of drought, neither shall thou cease to yield fruit. Uh, let's read that uh, from the Amplified. That's again Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 7 and 8. From the Amplified. Most blessed is the man who believes and trusts in and relies upon the Lord, and whose hope and confidence is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river, and it shall, and, and it shall not see fear when heat cometh, but its leaf shall be green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it cease to yield fruit. So that's somebody, that's something or someone that has trust. Wow, what a blessing to have trust. Look at those things, to have trust. Going back to uh, Proverbs chapter 3. Verse 5 again. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, we have to look at the rest of it, though. Here's where we miss it. And lean not, or lean not unto thine own understanding. If we are to trust the Lord with all our heart, that we can't lean to our own understanding. Um, when we lean unto our own understanding, we make mistakes. How many thought of, oh, this is the perfect thing, and all of a sudden, it, with your own reasoning, it, it just went sour, it didn't go good. So it says, what does it say? Trust in the Lord with all the heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. So we need to trust God, be confident in God, whatever the situation, whatever the circumstance, trust God, and don't let our brain get in the way, or our reasoning get in the way. Uh, when we... Looking at that verse again, the latter part, and lean not unto thine own understanding. This is what takes away your trusting God, your understanding. This is what takes your trust from God, your understanding. Whoa. Uh, we are called to have understanding, you know. Amen? But we are to think the appropriate way, God's way. Glory to God. Hot dog. Amen. We're not to reason or be led by reason, but we are to be led by the Spirit. Glory to God. Romans, uh, you don't need to turn there, but Romans 8.10 says, As many are led by the Spirit, they are sons of God. So we need to be led by the Spirit, not by our reasoning, but our spirit. Glory to God. Our only, things, only way to get things right is to be led by the Lord. Trust in the Lord, amen, and lean not unto our own understanding. That's how we're going to be successful, to trust the Lord. Amen. amen. Okay. Let's go on to the next verse. Verse 6. In all thy ways acknowledge him. In all thy ways acknowledge him. So let's kind of change that. 
In all my ways, I will acknowledge him. In all my ways, I will acknowledge him. Say that. In all my ways, I will acknowledge him. All right. Glory to God. So what are we to do in all our ways? To acknowledge him in all our ways. Which means that we need to inquire of him, be involved with him, find out what he wants to do. Not, you know, Lord, I've got a great idea. Let's do this. No, we, he says, you follow my plan. I'm not going to follow your plan because your plan is going to fall through. How many ever made plans that fell through, other than myself? Okay. We need to inquire of the Lord. Trust Him enough. Okay, Lord, what do you want to be done in this situation? This is what I think, but that's out of the picture. What do you think? Amen? What does it say then? If we will acknowledge Him, I will acknowledge Him, Him, what will he do? The latter part of that. And he shall direct thy path. So if we acknowledge what God says, he will direct our path. Okay, Lord, what are you gonna what do you want me to do? He says, do this. We follow his path that he's calling us to do. Oh, glory to God. Does he say? Does it say he will drive, direct thy paths some of the time? Boy, you are quiet out there. I'm going to have to get the, get the hot dog out again. It's... Acknowledge him just in a few ways. Pretend I'm deaf. I mean, blind. <laughs> Pretend I'm blind. I can't see, see you shaking your head. I got to hear I gotta hear what you're saying, so we. You know. Look, it says, "He shall direct my path in a few ways." Boy, I think some of you are deaf. <laughs> we are to what? Listen to. He will direct our path in all ways. God is, is interested in all of our endeavors, no matter how big or how small your endeavors. He's interested in that. Amen. He wants us to, to have a conversation so he can direct our path correctly that you could be, will be successful the first time. Amen. Not having to go it over and over and over. Oh, I see, what, see how you do this, Lord. I see it, understand it. Why not get it done the first time? Amen. You know, some of us get a checkoff list. When he just circles the whole thing, he says, this one over here will take care of the whole list. Hello. Amen. Uh, we've messed up doing things our own way because we don't trust him. Right. All right. Uh, instead of calling upon him, uh, we do it our way, and it's the wrong way. Well, not all the time, but as we get our mind renewed to God's word, we begin to think like him, and then some of the things we, we, can, we know what, what God is calling us to do, and we just follow through on it. We don't have to go, okay, Lord, this is, this is what you want me to do. No, Lord, this is, I know this is what God wants me to do because it's according to your word, and da-da-da-da. But we can say, okay, Lord, let's, let's do it. The Lord knows the best way, so we must acknowledge him, according to the scripture, okay? Trust in the Lord with all your heart, or my heart. Listen, you don't have to understand to trust. Isn't that what it's saying here? Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean, on, unto, lean not unto, thy, our, uh, unto thine own understanding. So we don't have to understand to trust God, it says here. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
A big part of trust is faith. A big part of trust is faith. Faith involves trust. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not, not seen. So there is not, not seeing. There is not under, you can't understand that. You can't see it. Why, why are you speaking about it? You're calling things that, that be not as though they were. You're speaking God's language. When God created, created the, the, everything, the universe, he just spoke it. It was nothing there. And it came to me. We need to begin to speak things and talk things the way God does. We need to learn to trust what his word tells us to do. Wow. Again, you don't need to see or understand to have faith. Because faith, again, is a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. So faith is that, and that's that trust also. So we don't need to have see or reason things out to have trust. Just trust. God, this is what you say. This is the law. Amen. Glory to God. Now, A word from God anchors the soul. You'll find that in Hebrews chapter 6 and 19, the anchor of the soul. A word from God anchors your soul. Now, if you don't have an anchor, you drift. I told you when we had, to, when, when the kids were little, we went camping and we got a, a speedboat and we all jumped in the water. I didn't have an anchor on the, I didn't think about that. And we were just, Wandering out there, flopping around in the water, you know, just having a good old time. And, and I looked up and the boat was way over there because it drifted with the tide. Even though it was a lake, it had some type of tide. It drifted away. I said, what's going on here? So I had to go after the boat, and I'm not the best, best of swimmers. But if, if we're not anchored in God's word, we can drift away. And when you drift away, you get hurt. Drifting away means, or well, you'll you recognize this, shortcuts and compromise. Drifting away is shortcuts and compromising on the word. It shows that we don't trust God any longer when we, when we do something a shortcut way or compromise. Amen. Wow. We need to examine everything. You believe in. We need, you know, there's a lot of things. Uh, a lot of people, you know, we think about a lot of things, and we don't examine things as we should. Um, examine everything that you believe. Check it in the Word. Prove it in the Word what you believe. We need to be like the Bereans, chapter, or Acts chapter what? 1711. When you hear something from the pulpit, you need to begin to what? Write it down. We got pencil and paper, write it down. Find out what is, if it said what is coming from the pulpit or behind the pulpit is true or not. If it's not, it's not true, throw it away. Because that can be damaging to you. But you need to find out what you believe and stick to it. You need to trust what God has called you to do, what God says we can do. We need to trust it. Trust him. Glory to God, hallelujah. Let's, uh, we're in Old Testament. Let's back up to the uh, Psalms 119. Psalms 119. We need to know that God's word is settled. Psalms 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. 
Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. That means we need to trust God. His word's not going to change. You're not going to say, oh, I made a mistake here. God doesn't make a mistake. His word is settled. So we need to have that trust in God's word. It's settled in God's mind. We need to have it settled in our mind. The word. The word of faith. Okay. Um, we're going to go to the New Testament and go to Matthew chapter four, 24. Let's see what Jesus says. That's Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. Look what Jesus says here. Matthew chapter 24, looking at the, verse 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Glory to God. God's word is, is settled. It's not going to pass away. Amen. It's, a lot of people say, you know, uh, some mainline denomination is saying, well, those things are pat. That word is for the people back in the Old Testament. The, the Ten Commandments don't apply to us anymore or all that type of stuff. And they're removing God's word. It says it's not going to pass away. We need to stand on God's word. It's not going to change. You sin, you go to hell. There's no other, no other way to get to heaven through, but through Jesus. And people are now saying, in some churches, well, there's different ways to get, get to heaven. No. God's word doesn't change. Right. We've got to trust the word. If, you, if we go the opposite direction, we're, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Especially in, in eternity. Okay? The enemy will try to keep you ignorant of, the, of God's word. Because if he can keep you ignorant of God's word, it's going to destroy your faith. We know that the enemy is crafty and de deceptive. And he will bring confusion around you. If you're not established on God's word. Uh, defeat will come. Because you are using the realm of reasoning. Or understanding. You can't use our, we can't use our mind. We can, unless it's Reprogram to God's word. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Transform, uh, transform when our minds need to be transformed. Amen. Glory to God. Again, the enemy is crafty and deceptive that will bring confusion and defeat through the realm of reasoning or your understanding. How, how did he get to Adam and Eve, he used their understanding. Oh, that's something good. That is good. That's good looking. And not only that, it looks, it looks good to eat. Mmm, it's got a good fragrance. I bet that is so delicious. Understanding. He used, he used the realm of their understanding. We can't use that. We need to trust the Lord. And he says, don't eat of it. Or don't do this, do, don't do that. But we say, well, you know, yeah. you know, I'll walk the line. I'll walk the fence line. Oh, I'm walking the fence. They don't realize that the fence belongs to the devil. You're, you're, he's got you. Hello. Lord, why this? Why is this happening? Why that? Or how long? The why, the when, how long factors are not important to us, should not be important to us because it deals with your understanding. 
The why, when, and how long factor deals with your understanding. Why is this happening? That's under, that, you're putting it right into your understanding. How long is it going to last? When is it going to take place? That's all deals with our understanding. And according to uh, Proverbs 3 and 5, trust in the Lord and lean not unto your own understanding. We can't use our understanding. We need to learn to trust God, find out what His Word says, and we need to hold on to it, cling to it. Glory to God. Faith does not need to understand. Faith does not need to understand. It just, this is what the word, God, word of God says. I trust it. Faith does not need to understand. The issue is, what do you do when you don't know why? And what you say when you don't understand. Let me read that again. The issue is what you do when you don't know why and what you say when you don't understand. You have to trust. What did, what did that, that verse say? Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. We have to trust. And lean not unto our own understanding. Forget about your thought process. Find out what God's word says and stick to it. The word is settled in heaven forever. Yeah. It's not going to change because you have a, a, a thought that goes counterclockwise to it. There's, there's times in our life where we're not going to understand. Hello. Why this has happened. When it's going to happen. Why did it happen? We need just a need to trust God. It just says, trust God. The enemy, the enemy will come to you and say, with questions like, uh, the, the questions that he brings will, bring, will give you doubt and unbelief and weakens your faith. Well, you know, you can compromise on this a little bit. You know. It's just a little white lie. That little white lie gets you, gets you as far as the, the dark one goes. Okay. Again, the enemy comes in with questions to bring about doubt and unbelief to weaken your faith and destroy your faith. And Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 says... Don't grow weary in well-doing. Trust God. Don't grow weary just because things are, uh, are not lining up the way you think they should. You know, you're using your understanding. You can't, we can't use our understanding. We need to trust God. Amen. Glory to God. God has never been your problem. God has never been your problem. He's never let you down. He's never left you. He's not in the business to abuse you or hurt you. So we need to trust him. Oh, I don't know. We can trust, you know, a lot of, a lot of Christians, I can trust God to get me to heaven. But down here, you know, I don't know if I can trust God to, to make me a success. I've got to do it my own way. I know better than God in some areas. None of you ever thought that. You never thought it, but you, you did it. You left God out on... on, on, on. Said, well, well, Lord, uh, uh, they invited me to the party, Lord. And if I go to that party, I can witness. <laughs> and you get in there with your old cronies and priests, and you're <laughs> doing what they are doing, you know. And you're forgetting. Where's your witness? Mm -hmm. 
It's true. I married a heathen. <laughs> I met her in a bar. And said, I'm a Christian. Oh, yeah? Why? You're doing the same thing I'm doing. I must be good, too. Boy, what a witness I was. Well, luckily, we had some neighbors up the street she, got, she became friend with. And they had children about our age, and kids are playing together. And this gal started witnessing my life. And the wife says, oh, you know. <sighs> they're, they're bothering me. They want me to go to church. I said, well, we go to my church. No. My church never went hardly at all. <laughs> so I took her to my church, and, you know, she says, this is boring. We come on. This is boring. <laughs> okay, well, I'll take you to another church. I took her to another church. It's boring. Let me go to the church that they invited us to. I says, well, it's a church. Didn't know too much about it. Well, I did in some aspects. I, I got uh, born again through, through one of the individuals, but I didn't follow through on it. I mean, you can get born again. And then, you know, and if you don't get into fellowship with it, you, you walk away and you start doing the things and you're still born again. You begin to do things that you're not supposed to do. And that's that, that season of, that's the wrong season you want to get in. You don't want to get into that season. But anyway, she, she invited us. We went to the, that uh, very next Sunday and the man, man was crazy. <laughs> the pastor was crazy. I mean, he, he didn't, st you know, my pastor had stood behind the pulpit. You know, and he was dignified. He had the robes and everything else. We got there, this guy's just in a plain old suit, three-piece suit. And he didn't stay there. He walked up and down. He got excited, you know, he was throwing his arms around. He'd walk down to the congregation and said, you know, this, is, this, this, is, this happened to my, you know. I said, this guy is a little bit on the strange side. <laughs> so we got home. She says, I like that church. I says, what? But we didn't go for a while. And she said, and it started getting rough, rough in my marriage at that time. And I've, I've told you that already uh, before. I said, Lord, I says, uh, I've got to come back to you. Whatever it costs, if, even if it costs me my marriage, I'm, I'm going to start serving you again. And uh, it was a Friday night I told him that. And, Saturday night, she says, you know, I think I would like to go back to uh, church. I said, oh, great. <laughs> so we went, had an altar call. She shot up there. She said, you got to come up with me. So it, it was, she got saved. I got rededicated, and things began to change. Uh, at first, a lot of things said she wasn't too sure about a couple of things. Uh, Trusting God wasn't exactly all of it, but uh, our son was, uh, got very ill, and uh, that's, that's Matthew, our youngest. And I went to work. I was working in a graveyard, and went to work, and uh, I got a call about 2 o'clock in the morning. She said, Matthew's in bad shape. Uh, he's, so I, I got permission to leave work, drove, drove like a madman back to the house with my old Corvette. They took him to the hospital. They said he wouldn't, he wouldn't have never made it until uh, uh, in the morning. So we got him in there just in time. He had transfusions and all that type of stuff. They bring. And uh, she, she told the Lord, she says, I'll serve you, you know, got more dedicated if you'll uh, save Matthew. And that took place, and we, from there on, just went great. So uh, believing none of you will ever have to go into that position to trust, but we need to trust God. Uh, follow through on, on what he's called, us, called you to do. Okay. So we want to look at a couple of steps that uh, will keep our trust. Uh, let's go to the book of Romans, chapter 11. 
That's Romans chapter 11. One of the steps uh, for keeping our trust is don't depend on self any longer. Don't depend on self any longer. Romans chapter 11, verse 33 tells us, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are His judgments and His ways of past finding out. So, God, God has all wisdom and we need just... Follow, follow through on him. Uh, trusting the Lord is the only path to life. Yes, amen. Trusting the Lord is the only path to life. Uh, two, uh, go back to Proverbs uh, 3. We're going to be jumping around here a little bit now. In Proverbs 3, once again, verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean not unto thine own understanding. And acknowledge his way. So verse 6 tells us we need to acknowledge him. Uh, how do we acknowledge him? Let's turn to verse 55. Uh, chapter, chapter 55 of Psalms this time. Chapter 55. How are we to acknowledge him? Chapter 55. Cry out to God. Verse 17, Isaiah, uh, pardon me, Psalms 55, verse 17. Evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. We cry out, we need to cry out. Evening, morning, and at noon. Glory to God, hallelujah. Why do we do that? Let's go back to Proverbs. I know you're going to jump around. Here we go, jump around. Proverbs chapter 30 this time. In Proverbs chapter 30. Hallelujah. Proverbs 30 and verse 5. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Glory to God. We cry out to God. He's our shield. Amen. We can say all together, hot dog. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll let you on the secret. Wednesday night we watched uh, Ed, uh, Ed Cole, um, Jack Cole. And uh, when he got saved, he didn't know any good words. And when he felt the, the Spirit of God fall him, he started yelling, Hot dog! Hot dog! I got a hot dog! <laughs> so I don't mind if you yell, Hot dog, you've got it. <laughs> I'm starting to read on him right now, and it's got quite interesting. He's got, uh, he was a, re they call him the reckless man of faith. So, hot dog. <laughs> okay. Okay, going back to Proverbs uh, chapter 3 again. We need to run from evil. Uh, don't depend on self is one. Cry out to God's two. Run from evil is three. Verse 7, be wise not in thy own eyes. That's Proverbs 3, 7. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory. Now turn with me. Keep your marker there. We we're, happen to go back there. In 2 Timothy, this time, 2 Timothy chapter 2. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, we will look at verse 22. Run from evil. It says, Flee also from useful lust, but follow uprightness, uprighteousness, faith, charity, or love, peace with them that, uh, that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Glory to God. Run from evil. Yes. Did you know there are 17? There are 17 sins listed that we need to run from. I haven't found them all yet. I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm writing them down, but there's 17. We need to know them. Maybe some of you do. Some of you need to do some research on that yourself. Find out the 17. Because you don't know. If you don't know them, how, how do you know you you not fall into one? Okay. Okay. Three useful lessons. Okay. Uh, back to the book of Psalms. This time we want to go to Psalm 62. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, look at verse 8. Psalm 62, verse 8. Trust Him at all times. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Trust Him. Trust the Lord. Trust Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Glory to God. When we run from evil, God is going to be a refuge for us. That's putting a wall of protection around about you. Main reason uh, we get hurt is we walk out of the out of the protection zone. It's like you're carrying an umbrella. It's all raining out there, and say, "Well, I'm 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 really, I'm not going to get wet at all." And so all of a sudden, you get the idea, singing in the rain, and you know you got all that stuff on you. We need we need to know that God's our protection. We got We got to stay with Him. Trusting that he will do so. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, going back to Proverbs chapter 3 again. Don't depend on yourself. Cry out to God. Run from evil. In Proverbs chapter 3. Beginning with verse 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with thy first fruits of all thy increase. Verse 10, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Honor. Trust. When you, when, when you honor God, you trust God. And look what happens. Oh, wow, glory to God. You have an increase. The covenant blessings. I have, that's why I tell you when, you, when, you, when you're writing your check or your, your envelope, write covenant blessing on it. It reminds you that God is going to do something for you. Yes. Not just, well, I'm getting my tithes and offering. No. Amen. Covenant blessings. The windows of heaven are open for me. I'm blessing Israel. I get blessed. That, you know, that, that, that's the only place in Scripture that God says if you'll bless Israel, you will be blessed. Well, some of you guys are finding out about that, and you're getting blessed. Glory to God. Just, just don't write, just, well, this ties now, but this is, we, we receive this. If it's, a, if it's a covenant blessing, you got to start saying hot dog, it's going to come. Amen. It's here. That's right. Amen. The Hawaiian sunset, it's here. Glory to God. The family's reunited. Glorious things. I've got great health. I mean, you know. These are coming to blessings. You need to write it down. Lord, this is, this, this is reminding you. I know what a covenant blessing is and I'm expecting. Let us reason together, he says. Let's talk about it. Write it down. What did he tell? The, he, tell he told the his people, the Jews, to write down the blessings and put it in their household. How many of you have, how many of you have signs in your, in your house that says, you know, this house is blessed of God, you know, and so forth like that. It's a reminder. When you're ministering, angels come in. Look at that. Look what it says there. This house is prosperous. This house is blessed. Go forth, angels. Bring it forth. Mm -mm -mm. Covenant blessings. Trusting God. Oh, glory to God. Some, some, some of you are going to wake up one of these days to it. Okay. Let's go to Proverbs. We're still there. Proverbs uh, 3. Look at verse 11. This is a hard one to take, but it's there. 
My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. Uh, let's go to the, look, look at that in the Amplified. That's um, Proverbs 3.11. My son, do not despise or shrink from the chastening of the Lord. His correction by punishment, by subjection to suffering of a trial. Some of the stuff I won't go for. Neither be weary or impatient about or loathe or abhor his reproofs. Glory to God. That we need to be measured by God's word. That's the only reason that we, we... I want you to think about Job for a second. The whole book of Job. What happened to Job? He lost everything in the first chapter or first two chapters. And then the next... 30 some odd uh, chapters, I think there is, or 40 chapters in Job. He's got three friends that tell him why he lost it all. What happened? Their, their reason, quote, what we mock? Their reasonings show that they were wrong. Well, Job, you must have did this, and that's why this is happening. Their reasoning was wrong. Don't use your reasoning on, on, on things you don't understand. Don't use your reasoning. Trust God. You're going to go through it and be blessed. Uh-oh, that's a hard one to swallow. But it is. Measure your life. Find out if your life is in line with God's word. If it's not, we need to make the correction so we don't have to fall into the enemy's territory. Boy, some of us, you know, need to open our eyes. Okay. Psalms, just back up to Psalms 119 again. Psalms 119. Verse 11, we need to do this. This is measuring, measuring up to God's word. Psalms 119, verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Hide the word in your heart. This is, this is lining up with God's word. Putting God, God's precepts into your heart. Trusting God. Glory to God. Okay, we, we, we start off with don't depend on self. Cry out to God. Run from evil. Put God... Uh, First place in your life and, and measure, uh, measuring God's word. Number six here, we'll, we'll look at 2 Timothy chapter 1. That's 2 Timothy chapter 1. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Look at verse... 14. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 14. That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. Keep the Holy Ghost alive in you. He's your GPS system in this world. He's not going to fail you. Keep him. Rely upon him. Glory to God. That's good news. I wish we would all trust the Lord more, more often, especially, I could say that, especially myself. Uh, I get into reasoning a lot in, in certain things, and I don't rely upon the Holy Spirit when I should. Uh, I've told you about time that... Uh, Working on Matt's car, I couldn't figure it out. I said, "This is this, what you had to take down the mechanic." Matt come running in there and tell his mom on me. He can't do it. She says, "He says, Mom, pray with me." They prayed. It happened. 
When, you, when you're working with, with reasoning that you're used to in the world, oftentimes you forget about the one that can re really give you the, the true answers. So, you know, there's times that you'll have ups and downs, but stay with the, with the Holy Spirit and you're not going to have the problems. Okay. Holy Spirit, listen to the Holy Spirit. Okay, last one here. We want to go to Matthew chapter 28. That's Matthew chapter 28. Looking at verse 20. That's Matthew 28, 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. We need to rest in God's love. Amen. Rest in God's love. This is trusting Him. And again, if you're looking for a title this morning, it was Keeping the Trust or Establishing Trust. Glory to God. So I hope you got something out of it. We are out. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Does anybody need prayer? I've Nobody. All right. Thank you, Lord. What is Wednesday? What is Wednesday? Hot dog day. <laughs> Need to come alive. Find, you know. Oh, dog day, that's a good one. <laughs> now, like I said, Wednesdays are going to be turned, turned around in a few weeks. We're going to start to see some, quote, Christian movies. And then after the movie's over, it's going to be a long Wednesday. Uh, we're going to be looking at the movie. Then we'll discuss the movie, how it applies to you, where... If there's somebody uh, that you know of that can, uh, having some of the situation problems in, in the movie and how you can approach them. You know, We've got we to use all sorts of things. So let's all stand. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that as we learn to trust you, Father God, we will be Balanced, Father God. Balanced in, in the word, balanced in the spirit, Father God. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we go about our separate ways, Father God. We are the redeemed and we are the blessed. So, Father, we praise you for it. And everyone said, Amen.